The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome to Happy Hour. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you on this, excuse me, good to see you on this Thursday evening. I thought I'd start with a few reflections. Um, Following on with what we were uh, doing on Tuesday night, in Buddhist practice, uh, what is meant by happiness might be a little different from the way that people use it in the culture that surrounds us. You know, sometimes in this culture it feels superficial or like happiness can be purchased with the next great thing that you can buy or great service you can have. But um, in Buddhism, there's an interesting sutta that I ran across called the Abhisanda Sutta, and the translation is rewards. And here are some excerpts from the beginning of it. Monks, there are these eight rewards of merit, rewards of skillfulness, nourishments of happiness, resulting in happiness, leading to what is desirable, pleasurable, and appealing to welfare and happiness. It goes on to say that the first three of the eight are taking refuge in the Buddha, taking refuge in the Dharma, taking refuge in the Sangha. So it's interesting to reflect on why it would nourish happiness and result in happiness to take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. <clears throat> so you might think about what the what meaning the phrase taking refuge has for you. Here's a interesting definition I found online <clears throat> answering the question, what does it mean to take refuge? So the first answer was to find a safe place. To take refuge is to find a safe place. You might take refuge under a bridge in a hailstorm or in a basement during a tornado. Refuge comes from a French word meaning to flee. And in most cases, a refuge is a place to flee in order to get away from people or places that are unsafe. So I'd like to extrapolate from there that a refuge is some place, person, or information that protects us from harm. So if I think about the Buddha, here was a human being, not a god, not some super uh, natural thing, but a human being who was determined to come to the end of suffering and to live in a way that did not cause harm. The Buddha showed thousands, you know, ultimately millions of people how to live in a way that leads to non-harming and coming to the end of suffering or greater and greater relief from suffering. So we can derive a sense of confidence, actually, knowing that there's our protection from harm could be found in living a similar way. By not harming, we wouldn't attract harm as readily. The Buddha's teachings, called the Dharma, are another refuge protecting us from harm. So how do they do that? 
they're actually lessons in how to find it out for ourselves in the context of our lives today, all these ways to live protected from harm. So they're experiments. We can live in a happier way. Um, they're experiments that we get to run for ourselves and verify for ourselves. And this points to each of us having every mental capacity we need in order to come to freedom from suffering. So to me, there's protection from harm and happiness in knowing we've got what it takes, essentially. Uh, The fact that uh, these experiments and the Buddha's life are within our grasp can be a source of happiness. And finally, we we have each other, the Sangha these spiritual friends and companions that we meet along the way to sit with, to talk with, to learn from, to get inspiration from. And that also is a pretty nice source of happiness. So I, those, that's the way I understand um, what I was reading in the sutta. And perhaps you have your own interpretations of how these three refuges might uh, bring you happiness or protection from harm. So with that, let's begin our meditation. Settling in right where you are uh, at the moment. How you are physically, emotionally, how the thinking mind is right now. This is a kind of experiment. What if what we are experiencing right now, excuse me, is pointing the way to happiness, to protection, freedom from harm? How would what we're experiencing right in this body, right in this heart and mind right now, How would this be pointing the way? And perhaps noticing the presence of any support you feel within or surrounding you in some way that helps you feel protected from harm. Noticing the presence of anything that supports your happiness, nourishes your happiness.
And whatever you notice in this regard, or even if it's not present for you right now, but there's a aspiration or a wish in that direction for yourself, seeing the goodness in you, seeing the mind, heart, and body that are here right now that would like to live a better life, would like to perhaps help the world be more compassionate, more kind, really fully recognizing that in you. And perhaps sending it the feelings that well up in the heart when you think about or consider your aspirations and what supports you in non-harming and happiness, in being kind and being compassionate. You can simply radiate that feeling from your heart or towards yourself if you know you'd like to imagine it shining down on you and coming into your heart. Surrounded by a field of wishes for kindness, for non-harming. In the Sangha here, within yourself, and perhaps among other people in your life. If it's, it works better for you, you can say some phrases that support these kind wishes for yourself. I'll, I'll say some, and you can also come up with your own. May I be protected from harm. And may that help me protect others from harm. May I find freedom from suffering. May I know that that is within my reach. And knowing that, may I be a support for others to reach the end of their suffering.
may what I'm learning through my practice nourish my happiness. And may my happiness support others in finding happiness. May my Sangha, this Sangha, and other spiritual friends nurture happiness for all of us, nurture protection from harm. As we continue to meditate, allowing whatever phrases relate to ways you've found protection from harm in the practice or a nourishment of happiness, letting those bubble up, perhaps seeing yourself surrounded by spiritual friends, picturing them and feeling their goodness and extending your wishes to yourself and to them as we continue in silence.
So a possible discussion question for the breakout rooms tonight could be, what do you take refuge in? What do you find refuge in? Another way to put that is, um, in our setting, what practices, um, n- not necessarily just this group, but what practices do you turn to to nourish happiness or to find protection from harm? And um, we may also find um, nourish happiness and find protection from harm in people, in places, um, but maybe give some extra consideration as well to practices that do this for you. Uh, or nurture this for you. And um, as always with our uh, breakout rooms, the idea is to say one brief thing at a time and make multiple rounds of the circle, maybe starting tonight with the person whose first name begins closest to the letter A and working your way around. And then uh, for other people's safety, we're really sharing from our own experience and not commenting on other people's experience nor offering advice. Um, and if there's another way that your group can help you feel comfortable, you can, as you introduce yourself, you can say what would support you. So we spend about 10 minutes in the room, and I'll send you there now and um, enjoy your discussion. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We now have about 10 minutes for uh, anything you learned, any inspirations, questions. You can raise your Zoom hand or you can unmute yourself if you're not, if you're on a phone or something. Ali, please. Hi, Liz. Thanks, everyone. Sorry about my camera is not working. I think you know, it's better for you guys to see the Buddha than me anyway. But uh, after the first round round in our group, I mean, like we said, all the Dharma stuff, and then, then we got into more, uh, you know, deeper meaning of, like, what is the refuge for each one of us? And then it just suddenly occurred to me in the other group that uh, another Dharma group a few days ago I was in, it's like what gets in my way is myself. So uh, through the Dharma, it's, uh, through the Dharma, I found out that I, I can be a refuge from myself. I can, I mean, when I can let go of the ego that is in, in operation most of the time, then I can become my own best refuge inside of myself. And then I can attribute it you know, deeply to the Dharma that has made me aware of what's going on inside of me. So I'm not caught there most of the time. So I, I can become my own 
best refuge. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, when we release the attachments to these kind of fixed ideas we have about ourselves and let ourselves have more breathing room, we actually can be a refuge. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Pat. Uh, I think one thing that was a bit of a surprise, although not really, is that I've circled around to the first foundation because one of the challenges in the midst of the pandemic was having to rehab my back. And I'm a body worker with a day job and whole history. But that turned out to be richer than I could have could have ever thought because it's the mindfulness and the wish for health and um, thriving that exists in the Dharma and the practice of the Dharma and how I see that expressed to our bodies. One small step or one small aspect at a time, it's been pretty amazing for me. And I think one of my colleagues in our group mentioned Jim's and I that was a hang up for me. <laughs> Struggling oh, and limping, but it was there and it's yeah. better. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, we can take refuge in our practice with the body. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And um, you know, no matter what condition the body is in, which is what's really fascinating. <laughs> Sometimes when we are injured or when we're ill is a great time to take refuge in practicing with the body and the wish for health. Oh, thank you, Pat. Feeling the refuge of the peaceful silence of this sangha. I can break that silence. Okay, Claudia. Claudia. Hi, Claudia. <laughs> um, I I think it's fabulous to be able to take refuge anywhere, anytime with YouTube and Dharma. Um, uh, that that Dharma talk thing that everybody uh, that Nikki is on. And there's just so many different platforms. And now that everything's been recorded, it just feels like it's so available. And it's so nice to be able to take refuge anytime, anywhere, and with whoever teacher you want. It's not the real thing, like being in person, but it's a very nice close second. And I'm very grateful for that. Mm, Yeah. Thank you. That's a great point. I mean, we have... Unbelievable access. If you think back 
2,500 years or more to the Buddha. It was an oral transmission. So you had to go seek the guy out, find him, and hope that he talked to you. And now we can hear it 24-7 if we like. So that's amazing. Thank you. Um, Adelia, am I pronouncing it correctly? Uh, yes, it's Adelia. I was just wondering if, if you could say a little more about what you were saying at the beginning about wherever we are now pointing the way, I guess, towards freedom, you were saying. Yeah. Yes. So um, as we notice how we are, you know, in the body, heart, and mind, we might notice um, either uh, supportive states that feel already like they're inclining in the direction of, you know, okay, this is moving me away from stress. It's moving me away from dissatisfaction. It's moving me toward freedom. Or we might experience something that we're struggling with and it's unpleasant or difficult. And when we can recognize that difficulty, that's, you know, that mindfulness or that awareness of the difficulty we're in is one step towards freedom, um, away from simply being caught by it. Um, we have this opportunity to practice in such a way that we see it. And then we can make, sometimes as we practice for a while, after we practice for a while, we can have a, a choice. You know, at first, we don't always have a choice. Or sometimes with some of our difficulties, we're just stuck in them. You know, we just feel caught. And we, we're struggling and fighting or we're, you know, going through various kinds of states. But the, the fact that we sit and do this awareness practice gives us the opportunity to see, eventually to see that choice and that branch between mo- making the choice that moves towards freedom and making the choice which we don't really want to do, but we do for a while. We make the choice that leads in the direction of more suffering or that is still entangled. So that's what I was um, referring to. And I'm, I want to know if uh, you have other questions about that or. Well, just if, if we're experiencing something that we really don't feel we have a choice and we do really feel stuck and we're very aware of it, but it remains. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, so you might be talking about an external condition. You know, sometimes people in our lives or situations we're living in feel stuck. And the one thing we can notice is what we do mentally with it. Um, or you could be referring to something mental. Um, and then when we're stuck, we, we have to see it. And sometimes we have to see it and see it again and see it again and again until some ray of uh, light or insight comes into it. And sometimes we, we really have to get to know something really well um, in all its stuckness. So I was pointing to the power of awareness and it's not necessarily quick. Some things, you know, Bam, we, we see it early. Some things we work on for years and years. And that's okay because if we work on it for years and years, we get to know it. And, and sometimes it takes that level of getting to know something almost like <laughs> maybe not your favorite friend, but a friend you know really well um, <laughs> in order to come to some understanding of how to work with that friend. So I hope that makes some sense. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. 
It's already seven o'clock. I'm happy to stay on uh, for Claire and Serena's comments. And um, you're welcome to stay as well. And since it's seven, you're also welcome to unmute and say goodnight to one another. And I'll be here for a few minutes more. Thank you, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much. Good night. Thanks, Liz. Good night. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, as always. Thanks, Liz. Good night. Yeah. Liz, I'll be very brief. I just wanted to share something I've shared here before, actually, but it was so related to what you were talking about, and it influenced my life enormously. I used to listen to the radio a lot, and one time there was a woman on that, I don't remember who it was, but she had. they were asking her, it was, you know, an interview, and, you know, how did you get to where you are? And she, her life was just horrible. Everything you could think of that would go wrong had gone wrong. And finally, she used to play, it was, you know, somebody like June Allison used to play these really happy parts. Finally, <laughs> the, inter- the interviewer interrupted her and he said, I, you know, I can't, I've got to stop and ask you how you could play the roles you play with the life you've had. And she said, well, you know, at a certain point, I stopped and I started to reflect on it. And I realized I had a choice and I chose joy. And that has always stuck with me that I have a choice. No matter what's going on, I have a choice. Um, and it worked for me. That's fantastic. <laughs> what what a great story. Yeah. yeah. And I love, too, about the story that sometimes people can look like they have this easy, fabulous life, you know, or they're smiling and you're like, oh, they." I used to think about Gil. Ah, oh, he's never had any trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... You find out some of those people have had the worst trouble. Exactly. Yep. And they've made that choice. So yep. that's inspiring, Claire. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And Serena. Yeah, actually, my question is not so far from what we're talking about. I, I've been really, um, there's been a lot of time in the past several weeks and months where I really have not felt that sense of choice, you know, as to what's going on inside of me, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of, um, yeah, I don't, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't see that choice point. That choice point is not apparent to me. It's not there. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I feel all this, I feel all this difficult feelings and, and, uh, emotions and, and, um, not only emotions, but physical sensations that are difficult. And I don't necessarily, I'm not able to see. I mean, I see myself making choices during the day, you know, and saying, okay, you know, I'm feeling really terrible. I'm going to take a walk. Okay. So I can see, I can see myself, you know, doing you know or stopping or like you know before i was really exhausted and i just said okay fine i just have to stop so there obviously there are some you know there are some choices that are made along the way okay mm-hmm. you know like i made the choice to tune in when i was on the phone with somebody looking over the situation that has to do with me not being able to wash clothes okay you know which we were trying to look you know, some possibility of, um, I don't necessarily see, 
I don't feel a lot of the times that I'm a choice, yeah. you know, I mean, and I know in my head, I, in my head, I repeat shit like that. In my head, I repeat stuff like that. I have a choice. I can, you know, I have a choice. I have a choice in my head. I can do that. But in the actual day, okay. Yeah. Um, a good deal of time. It doesn't feel like I do in what's happening. Right. The way yeah. it's happening, I don't feel like I have a choice. Okay. So what I'm hearing so far is that when you're in the most difficult parts of what you're dealing with right now, it just feels difficult and it doesn't feel like you have a choice in those difficulties. Um, at at a different level, um, you are making a choice sometimes to take care of your body or to take care of yourself by doing something like taking a walk. And that's fantastic. I mean, that's, it's very important to do that. And sometimes we have, you know, we're in a situation where we have not, you know, we don't, maybe a lot of forces are happening external to us that are impacting our lives, or um, there's something we just can't find a good solution to for a whole variety of reasons. So that is um, part of the, the pain that we encounter in life. You know, there life definitely has these really huge challenges sometimes. And sometimes we can't see any way uh, through it or that we have any possibility with it. Um, but part of our practice here is um, just to be as compassionate as possible, as kind to ourselves as possible when we're going through that part of our practice that encounters life's, you know, brick walls. So does that make some sense? Is, you know, that whatever. That's exactly, that's exactly the decision I've made is that I can't add any more suffering by, you know, that I'm trying to take away some of the suffering by seeing if I could develop a kinder, a kinder way toward myself you know, because it's torturous otherwise, you know, the difficulty plus not having uh, some kind of goodwill toward myself and the situation I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, You've said something so important here because I, I, you know, I've been through a pattern myself in life where for the longest time when bad things happen to me, on some level, and it wasn't conscious, I was blaming myself. I was just being really hard on myself about it. Um, so I hear you making the choice to be, you know, kinder to yourself and, and not let the situation determine your total identity. Yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to do right now as much as I can, because that feels like that's the only thing I can do in the situation. It just kind of feels like so solid and heavy. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, but thank you so much for staying and uh, giving of your time and attention and support. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I, I want to give you tremendous encouragement for what you are finding, what you are doing with this. It sounds um, like it's very important, this kindness or this extra compassion to yourself in a really tough situation. So wishing you well, Serena. And wishing Thank you everybody so much. Out here. 
Thank you so much for doing this. Much yeah. appreciated. Take care, Blessing. everybody. Blessings, Blessings to you. Blessings to everyone. Everybody. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Thank you, Liz.